and welcome to episode 45 of the 11th Hour Podcast. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Each week, we pick a rancid song or a rancid adjacent song and talk about all our complicated feelings. Uh, this week, it was my pick, and I picked Wrongful Suspicion off of Life Won't Wait. This one goes out to our friends in New York. yeah so we, we talked about it a little bit last week like why i was so i felt like there was a lot to mine here and in my head you know it's so funny like what's We've done this a couple of times where I pick something out of memory and it's <laughs> right. like what I remember the song is versus what it is. And it's like, it's fun to jump into a song and then realize like, oh, this song is a little bit different than what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so my memory was, it was about, it was so, such a New York central song because they were calling out their favorite New York people. I think probably because they were recording it in New York with that crew right. of like horn players that they had taken on tour around that time. And, you know, um, I'm pretty sure this seems like one of the ones they recorded at Coyote Studios in New York, which is like the Ska Studio in New York. Right. And like, they're hanging out with that crew. Like, I, I could very much see this being like end of the that session. And so they're shouting out like all the friends they've been hanging out with, you know, and they're shouting out all these bands. In my head, it starts with H2O, which was in the front of my mind for a couple of reasons. And they say sick of it all and agnostic front. And I have a lot of like thoughts recently about the, that scene. Uh-huh. And so I was like, Oh, this is great. We could talk about New York hardcore. There was this New York article I was reading about it. That really sums up a lot of my frustrations and right. But interest in the scene, you know, too, that I always had. Uh, it's not really about that. Like <laughs> they say about as much about the, the whole stuff on our all slackers group. And it's obviously a, you know, kind of rock steady reggae song. Um, co-written by Vic Ruggiero, which we'll go into. Um, we could kind of go through those bands at some point on this, but uh, so like that's a fine topic. I think we might come back to it. But I, what was really wild was when I we picked this. I literally went on with my day, uh-huh. randomly went to something, and it showed up that the In Defense of Ska podcast, which I'd heard of but I hadn't really checked out, um, had put up that day an interview with. <laughs> Vic Ruggiero, uh, where they focus for the first 40 minutes or so on this song and how Vic had kind of originally kind of written this song and then shared it with Rancid and then Rancid kind of took it in a couple different directions. But then as things went, you know, what the theme was about, you know, which we'll get into, Mm -hmm. uh, became more and more relevant. He decided to you know, re-record a version right. that's much more specific to his original vision as a slacker song in like 2015 era and and sort of in reaction to stuff that would get even worse, you know, since then. And history's okay by me, but then I learned the whole story. And now I see things clearly. The flag went up in 1961 after a 
Supreme Court decision Ending segregation and beginning integration Civil rights in 61 was freedom riders on the bus and that was so wild that that, that that came out that day. Like, I, I, I couldn't even believe it. So I want to shoot those guys a message and just be like, this is incredible. Yeah. It's also a very, I mean, Vic is a raconteur. Like, he's a great, got a great accent. God, his accent's so good. Well, and he's got a great voice. And not voice. only didn't they, didn't slack, then they re-recorded another version, like, last year. Yeah. The, I, the one that I, I couldn't, that I sent you. I mean, it has to be because it talks about January 6th <laughs> on it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the one. See, I didn't even oh. see. I'm, I'm an idiot. I thought that was the one because I that's the got the cover that I knew of it. No, so I so whoever uploaded it, but yeah. I get it now. No, yeah, they, um, it's yeah, because there's a. Th- I'm looking. I'm pulling up the lyrics now, and it's. I mean, there's a part that says non. Well, it doesn't say January sixth, so maybe it's. I don't know, but it says like, it's yeah. Well, no, this says. Well, I mean, huh. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. It does talk about like an insurrection being like you you don't let the Confederate flags take the song definitely has like a why are we flying Confederate flags in like state houses and things like that. And it, it's kind of about like Yeah. You don't let people run insurrections keep their symbols around, you take them down, you, you yeah. outlaw them, you 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 know, like what Germany did, like what Italy did, like it's very directly about that sort of concept, which has become so relevant and that it's almost like whenever you hear anything about that, you're like, yeah, exactly. It's about January 6th and you're wondering like, yeah, it's hard to even tell because it's so on the nose. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, I'm like trying to figure out now, like, uh, did they? (laughs) So like, he, he obviously super owns this. And so that's like, that's this whole extra. I'm so glad that that came out. What if that came out like two days later? Like, right. Like, like, this is such a big part of this song now that I kind of didn't know. Like, it, you know, it's hard to represent this song without talking about this, that like they've recorded it over and over and kind of own it in a great way. And that there's like three or four variations of the song. There's sort of the Vic yeah. original intent and then like what Rancid did with it. And they're all kind of fun. And then like, it's such a weird thing. It's It seems very of the moment that like, and then they're like New York, hanging out in New York in like 97 shout outs also overlap you know and like when there was like this like the two things happening in new york in that moment that they were friends with were like this really budding jazzy ska scene that's more traditional like the stubborn all-stars and skinner box and uh slackers Mm -hmm. you know and then there's um the hardcore scene that was coming up around that time you know that was having a big revival at that time actually you know it was like and like uh what a weird layered song because anyway like so wrongful suspicion it's on life won't wait it's a it's very dubby kind of comes like it's kind of got that gang like um not gang but like you know like there's a different tone of a song when they just start talking at the beginning and then say like like it's kind of got like everybody's going to step up to the mic and have their little line it's it really feels like a group effort song right you know like yep 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 I don't know what the right term for that is, but like, it's like everybody gets a swing at the mic and like, and so like, he's like, take it away, Tim. Right. At the beginning, it's got this, all this stuff that shouldn't work. Right. Like this is definitely a classic. Like if you didn't have a certain level of bravado, 
it would be the che- I mean, it is the cheesiest thing already, kind of, but it's like extra cheesy. It would be so tough for this to work, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it's 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 nominally a political song, and it's about the state house. But Vic was talking about how it it was um, originally there at the time. It was sort of coming out that like. You know, we live, it was sort of a pre or early internet day. So, like, mm-hmm. everybody in the world realizing that, like, holy shit, in North Carolina, you still have a Confederate flag in the state house. Like, what in the world? I remember this in the 90s. And that felt so scandalous right. to people outside of the South. You know, like, they were like, what? How? You know, and like, you know, somebody had climbed up and torn it down and it never went back up. And that was like a big deal. And like, I remember. I remember this period and mm-hmm. and how it's like so wild to be like, yeah, and there's statues to all these like right. <laughs> Confederate generals everywhere. There's, what are you talking about? You know? And so around this time, Vic was talking about that. He was learning from like slackers, uh, band members that like, yeah, you know that like the Confederate flags, like a, you know, for right. anybody who doesn't know, like the Confederate flags, like a modern symbology. Like it, it's, it was like a very specific flag mm-hmm. at the time that got co-opted and co-opted and co-opted and then was brought back in the civil rights movement as sort of an anti-civil rights symbol. Right. And like, as far as I understand, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to claim. To, right. That's my understanding too, but yeah, I don't know if that, yeah, but. And so, it, you know, not only is it like the symbol of hate, but it's like this like empty symbol of hate. It's just this like, um, weak, uh, you know, manufactured mm-hmm. symbol of, you right. know, like it's this like, you know, it's this this sort of reactionary, gross symbol of hate. And it's just like, you know, um, any of this, like, culture over, you know, hate or culture over violence or whatever the right, you know, mm-hmm. these bumper stickers you used to see. And I, I don't live in the South. I mean, you, you live in sort of a different version of the South than some of that. But, like. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you see Confederate flags around here all the time on, like, cars. And, um, I mean, it's. And, and, you know, it's, and you hear all the shit that you hear from, oh, no, it's not about racism or it's about, it's so about heritage. Heritage over hate. It's like, that's what they right, say. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, the heritage no. is hate. I mean, the heritage. Yeah. For one thing, the heritage is completely intertwined with hate. And so, I mean. And for another thing, it's not heritage. You're talking about like 1961. Right. You know what I mean? You're not talking about, you're not even talking about your forefathers or blah, 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 right. blah, 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 blah. And even then, and if you were talking about your four fathers, them. they were completely yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, yeah, and that you know, and that's the whole thing with with uh, you know, like all the statues and stuff that have some of them have been taken down. They're still, and it just yeah, it. I mean, I live. I don't like that. Like Oklahoma is not really the south. Oklahoma is this weird. Yeah, I've know. always interpreted it as not. It's not the south, but it's. it's I mean, it's ra- it's racist as fuck. I can tell you that much. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, but. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I can't, it's so, it's, I don't know. I, I, I really like, so on the updated version or whatever, the original, you know, the slacker yeah. version and, and, and this is, I, and I, you know, you hear this argument, right? but I still think that like, it's like the, they don't fly swastikas in Germany and no shrines to Mussolini. Yeah. It's like, exactly. Like you wouldn't fucking yeah. do that. And yeah, that's exactly. And this is the exact same thing. 
this is the this is the scar that we won't let heal because we're like, yeah, let's let's let them take their their toys and go home and be butthurt about right, it. Right? Yeah. Then, like, instead of it's like instead of burning it out, you know what I mean? And just being like, no, no, you don't get this. This right. isn't like this isn't like you lost for a while. I mean, it's you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's wild. I mean, because as far as I understand, like sh- showing swastikas and stuff in Germany is is literally illegal. Like you literally, and yeah. it's, and, and that makes sense to me in a way, you know, like I'm I, I, like, as I don't know, it's just so. Yeah. It's one of the more complicated things. It's the thing that we've talked about before that, like the, one of the most insidious things about fascist yeah. thought is that it takes away, we've talked about very, very deeply about this. Like <laughs> it takes away nuance. Yeah. And so you can't have, you can't have nice things. You can't have. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, freedom of speech because in certain ways, because if you do, it's this insidious thing of they want to leverage it constantly towards removing all those freedoms for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's just like this. Like it's this wraparound destruction I, of of any freedom. Right. I mean, I, you know, and it's, speaking of Oklahoma, I mean, currently in Oklahoma, there are bills going through the legislature. I mean, that under this guise of freedom of speech and freedom of religion and all this shit, it's basically working. It's I mean, it's creating like genocide against trans people. It's yeah. and like, and so yeah, it's completely dehuman, dehumanizing. Yeah, I mean, and... they're trying to make it illegal for any gender affirming care until you're tw- oh, like um, up until twenty six. So yeah, what is that? Because like, that's, that's when people yeah. go off their parents' insurance. And so they, and that's so wild. Like, like, like if you, anybody ever talks about freedom of anything, right. and well, they're like, and, you can control a person's body until they're 20. Right. Well, and again, it started with, Oh, it's a, we got, at first it was minors. we got to protect the children. It was like, it was never, never about the fucking children. No. This is about, yeah. And anyway, I don't know what this has to do with the song. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I've gone off on a, this has been like fresh in my mind. Cause like I said, it's been happening. This is the first week that the Oklahoma legislature has been in session and it's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. bad. Like, and, yeah. and the thing that, you know, and I'm going to, I'll get off my soapbox here after this, but no, a lot of people, and I'm sure like see that and hear they're like, Oh, well it's, ha- it's Oklahoma. It's a, yeah, this is where it starts. It's, it's always what and and, yeah, and, exactly. and, and politicians rise, awful fucking politicians rise through the ranks in places like Oklahoma and then end up in the Senate. And then they do have power over places mm-hmm. like fuck it like california and new york and so this you know you can't just ignore this shit because it's happening okay I mean, it gets normalized in the yes. extremes right like that, that's how all this works so yeah exactly anyway. <laughs> and that's why that's why not letting the deep south be the deep south and just going like no we have to tear down this stuff like, right like the messages of these songs, like yes, it isn't like why won't you leave us alone and let it? Let, you're up in New York, right? Worry about New York. Why aren't you worried about Chicago, man? Like these awful yes. talking points, you know. It's like I'm worried about all of it, and yeah, I also need you guys to not be like flying fascist you know, symbology all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Like just get out of like fucking yeah, exactly. So anyway, but, <laughs> so yes. so Vic wrote the song yeah. originally, and in his mind, he's writing this song. Because he can't believe, yeah, you know, and they're they're like a very mixed race band mm-hmm. doing very mixed race 
music like very obviously like we're doing creole stuff we're doing ska we're doing traditional yes. jazz we're country like they are a melting pot of kind of traditional uh american music is like kind of how i think of them and 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 they're touring the south and they're sort of encountering a lot of shit and they're going like wow i can't believe that because there's new york guys like they're not kind of ready for this you know like like where how much embracing they're getting from different communities but also how how it's like yeah it's just normal to see some of this stuff on cars and on buildings right. and you know and so he thinks he's like i gotta do something i gotta write something like like i think in a lot of ways vic is a more outwardly political guy yes. than tim and lars you know what i mean and you can kind of see that on slacker's music and even on the ones he pops up on weirdly enough mm -hmm. seems to kind of be like he he's ready to push them a little bit you know that's you know um, just to enter one of the things that's been yeah. really great about doing this podcast like I, I was aware of vic and thought he you know i was like oh i love the stuff he does on it but the thing i've learned i feel is that vic ruggiero is like way more awesome than i even realized like just oh yeah. like a human being i think you know he's just a like yeah and i think that's um so i don't know i think that's that's been for me anyway and this journey has been one of the like really cool things it's been like god i you know i i was aware of this guy but not really aware and yeah. he's a person that people I think should be aware of. Yeah, and I, like regardless if like it's like his music is your thing, right? I think like the likelihood of like you liking a traditional ska dub, you know, New Orleans jazz kind of trad, yeah. like putting on the suit, you know, the likelihood of the, you liking any of them, it's going to be a slackers record, right? You know what I mean? That <laughs> yeah. will will tip you over, yes. right? Like like. The likelihood of you being like kind of begrudgingly being like you know putting this on on a sunday morning being like oh okay it's not my favorite but like i dig this yeah. you know like it's kind of not i don't want to make this my identity but holy shit this is good you know they're all good like they're that group and him leading that group and his voice is so good mm -hmm. you know which is so wild that they don't use it more i know, I know that like it's kind of like the this careful like well whose band is it I you know, know probably but like he could have totally featured more on, and he would have fit right in. I don't think he sits in the same place that any of the three of those guys do. And he's got such a beautiful voice. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I really appreciate this. It's, it's probably why I like life won't wait so much is the, you know, the Vic parts. Those are consistently some of the best songs for sure. I mean, we did hooligans recently yes. and we did, you know, I mean, they're just great tracks and you know, he's on even more than what he's officially on, you know, right. <laughs> You know, you know how the music business works, like like the rights and all this stuff. Like, you know, you you could be yeah. spitballing, and that doesn't give you enough to be songwriting credits and get a check cut right. every time it makes money. But right. this one, he obviously wrote and kind of brought to them. And they, you know, they were in a real like melting pot of all those bands: the Stubborn Are All Stars and the Slackers and um, uh, Rancid. And they were that was where the Silencers, the little group that was maybe going to come out with with Brett. Gerwitz and Josh Freeze and um, like was gonna maybe become a band and like you know all these things they were just like jamming all the time basically and so he's like I got this little piece you guys want to do something with it and then <laughs> and then you know he'll even admit he even admits in that podcast uh -huh. that came uh, I'll admit to also be mining a lot from this because it's that's great they did all the work for me so I we really want to yeah. send send people to that podcast because it's amazing Vic's we'll put, like a total raconteur we'll put a link like, in the show notes oh absolutely yeah I'm going <laughs> to link it all over the place um, 
really well well done podcast too those guys are good at asking questions and getting you know yeah super respect to that um uh vic will even admit in that one it seems that he's like i thought i was doing this really overtly political song he's like even my part is kind of obscure what it's really about and so part of it when he re-records it one or two times or at least makes different versions for the live set and has it evolve over time is because he was like i wish i was more explicit because when i gave it to tim and lars (laughs) They kind of took it in these other directions. Tim kind of did this more, I'm, you know, looking for a dollar, got a hole in my pocket, <laughs> you know, like, and they kind of just said down at the state house equals the man, you right. know, they kind of turned it into like, I heard all this bad stuff about it. And he said, this is my big thing about this one is that like, he completely took our life won't wait episode and like confirmed all that we were talking about with Jeff around they were just hanging out at the at the conspiracy bookstores. Oh man! And Lars was super into it, <laughs> and he said back then it was about the punk rockers were into that stuff, and it was counterculture. He was talking exactly wow. what we were talking about. He's he said it's about counterculture, and and he's like they took that from us, and and he was talking about it in the nineties. It was so different, and it felt like this weird artsy fartsy thing to be yeah. in it and you weren't really yeah. a believer of it that's exactly what we were yeah. talking about and, he, and we're not as stupid as i he thought said, all right <laughs> i know i was like I, I couldn't believe how confirmed i felt and like um he said right you know right in this moment they were just so close to all these places and like they would just go get all these crazy books and lars was just eating it up and he said all of them that, were but like especially Lars. that's the least surprising thing <laughs> Well, yeah. Like well, so I mean, he, we, we, there's interviews out well, there where true, he says it, you know, but still, like, funny. but yes, exactly. It's it's also why we're always worried about Lars, know, right? Like, I we're always like, oh god, I hope. <laughs> I he know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, he, he says exactly that. He says like, and that's sort of where they took it. They took it, you know. Lars took it into this whole like CIA doing all these things in Iran Contra, right? And and and. And I think he was like, it was a fun song. It's kind of this weird song on this album. And uh, sharing it with Tim and Lars made it bigger. And he also kind of pointed out that they're not very good at... He has a line in there that I'm like, wow, that's so exact. Uh, to both what we like and we don't like, which was like... Uh, he's like, Rancid, um, they're not very political. And when they get... They're not very obvious when they get political. And then he's like, they're much more about like talking about like like punk and punk fashion like like the politics of punk you know like are you in it or are you not are you a true believer or not or all this stuff like he was kind of ripping on them a little bit for like being more like a scene report band than like a, <laughs> it was kind of like a backhanded compliment is how i read it and i think he he didn't mean anything by it but i it was like yeah that's the thing like they can't when they go direct it's they're not as good as when they go kind of from the left, right? And he was, you know, like, kind of, like, in these obscure ways. And and he was sort of like, yeah, the, you know, Tim kind of went in this generic direction, and then Lars went in this, like, conspiratorial direction, and suddenly the song wasn't mine anymore. And it was this wrongful suspicion song. And then they do this, uh, you know, New York call-out yeah. thing. Uh, and it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't... I think it's awesome that he was like, yeah, but I had a, I had a thing to say, and now it's super relevant again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you know, the rise of Trump and just the horrendousness right. of the world, <laughs> and uh, you know, and they re-record the song, and 
they just re-recorded it and sent it to Hellcat and they were on their new label and they were like, I'm doing this and they were fine with it. And, and well, that's good. Which is great. Yeah, you, that's good. You know, I hope like, why wouldn't they, you know, right. But and, that's and always I one actually, of those things where it's a, like a real test of like, you know, you say, you say what your ethos is and all that stuff, but exactly. it's like, okay, good. They, but what happens when your lawyers, hear yeah. That, and when know, there's I mean, like, like money on the line, I mean, I don't know how much money, but still, you know, so it's, I mean, that's cool that they, you know, that makes me happy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, like, the new one is so on the nose. Like, it's more like he's yeah it, running a lecture like than he's, he's writing over, a good song. He's like kind of overcompensating for how... Yeah, it's like an overcorrection. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it is. I mean, it's... And, and I appreciate it on some level, for sure. Um, for sure. But, yes, it feels like it's a little too... It's like, okay maybe it must be pretty fun live like yeah when, fun is maybe not the word but kind of invigorating live yes. when he's like i wrote this song with rancid and kind of gives you he probably has a preamble and then you can you know really pick out what he's trying to yeah. say in this song it's yeah. probably really he kind of wrote it so that like you hurt can hear it in the moment you know like you know how a lot of times yes. you can't process a new song he, in my mind this is being written to play live and have the person immediately understand it versus like Put it on a Sometimes record. Those and will it... just, yeah, exactly. It can be more subtle on a record, right? right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a really good. This feels call, like yeah. it's a touring song. You Very know what I mean? Much. Like, like it's a, and so it's probably different. And it's probably if he gets a little preamble in there and kind of talks about how it's like, uh, I wrote this with Rancid and it was good, but like I wanted to do better and like that probably gets you in the right mindset. And then it's like, yeah, fuck these people. You know, like you're all pissed off and you're you've been having a good time and like you know. That's a probably pretty invigorating way of listening to the song, you know. Mm-hmm. But sitting at home, it's it's a total... I like the riff. It's a good riff, you know what I mean? Like, I think, what can we do where he's singing, what can we do? Like, yeah. if this is the only time Vic really... Like, takes a lead sing, vocal. Kinda, yeah. yeah, right? Like, that I, have I can't we ever think of any other song. And it's so it's good. so good. That's, like, the best part of the song. Yeah, so the what can we do, we haven't really talked about it. Like, they do, like, six or seven what can we do as the main... It's almost like a refrain. Yeah. Like, it's not exactly the the chorus. Yeah, but it's... It, yeah, no. It's a weird piece that's kind of built into the song that's kind of, like, on the tail end of the chorus or, like, kind of on the tail end of the um, verses and, like, leads into the chorus. I don't know. But... And then it, Lars, again, in this thing that we keep talking about with Life Won't Wait, he's kind of doing his, like, trying as hard as he can to do those yep. register, like, gospel yeah. thing. And it kind of adds to that feeling of, like, again, they were having a really good time in the studio. Everybody was getting their chance to go up. Like, you feel like this was, like, recorded in, like, an eight-hour session where they were all, like, having a really yep. good time. And, like, they're just yelling and saying, like, you know, they're, they're egging each other on to be like, Lars, do more, like, yes, and... And yeah, right. you know, like he does that like yeah. hilarious, like and like, and they're like more, more, give us more, you know, and like and like he's having, to, he's feeling himself, and like, and they're like, you know, you know, shouting out all these, right. you know, bands, and like, you can just feel that it was kind of like this goofy thing, and I could see, he didn't really say it, but I could see Vic like walking away, being like, oh, but I, I, I hold on a sec, I meant to say something with that song. Right. <laughs> Sick of it all, the 
Yeah, yeah, like it's fine. I'll cash my right, rights and check and right, and some, maybe someday do something. Like yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, and you know, like I had misinterpreted. I thought it was like a, because it was so New York in my head. I thought it was had something to do with New York State House and like right, because um, it's so easy to misinterpret now. Like now, knowing what it's like, sure. supposed to be about makes total sense. Yeah, but it's kind of like all the fuck over the place it, yeah i mean uh, it's, yeah it is all over the place uh, and but then you know it's knowing some of that background of like oh they were they were really into this and they, i mean it, it is very okay i can see how like other people got their hands on it and just did whatever they wanted to do with it kind of and it just became kind of like um it's funny that he has a wu-tang uh thing and it feels like a wu-tang thing where yeah. like they they will have these like wu-tang songs where it's just like everybody's gonna and, go yeah and they're just gonna do their thing I mean? and yeah yeah exactly it's funny because vic has a story about the wu-tang on that but uh uh but it does kind of have that feeling of like, all right, you're up, you know, and it, you can't control what they're going right. to do. You know, it's more of a competition. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Savior. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it, in terms of like the album, I think it is kind of a nothing song, other than the fact that they don't get into this vibe very often. Like this exact. Tempo is kind of rare for them because again, it, it's not a Matt baseline. It's like a very like. Right. I think I remember hearing Matt say that one of the songs that Vic wrote, he had a really hard time finding the pocket on, and Vic had to like written the baseline as the demo, like he had been played uh-huh. bass, <laughs> and like and like Matt was like giving him all sorts of shit of like that took me so long to do because like I it's like when somebody else writes your part sure. for you, he's like I couldn't find it, you know. And also, I mean, I think Vic's just a very good, real studio musician. Right. Musician. Magician? Um, no. Uh, either so or. So, like, <sighs> either or, you know. But, um, yeah, so, like, I like that, it, again, hearing Vic's voice cut through on a, on a Ranza album is so nice. And I also really like its place because it, there's this fun run of, like, the back mm-hmm. quarter of life won't wait. I, I really chop life won't wait into four quarters, and um, it's just a you know this kind of them trying a bunch of wacky ideas, and a lot of it's like here's our super rockabilly right. song, and here's our super you know, and this kind of like goofy rock steady jazz like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Um, which one of the, one uh, of my fa- actually one of my favorite things, but it has a trombone solo, which yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. I, you know, you don't hear that very often. I mean, on, it's a really it's good really, and it's really and it's a really good like um Yeah, that no, the horns was something I want to talk about. Like it's the most horn yes. forward. Yeah. I mean, Ska's reggae song I think we've heard from them. Yeah, I mean, it's got just looking at the credits, it's got like trombone, saxophone, yeah, Hilliard's on sax um, and and trumpet and it's not just all the all the it's the guys that were touring with them which was not just the slackers crew at first i thought oh is it just the like horn section from the slackers it's like two of them but then some other guys that they just had been touring with as well yeah i mean um, um yeah like mark mullins is in what is it bone rama bone rama 
Yeah, I don't know. Had... We looked him up before because he was on the um, uh, backslide. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on backslide too. Um, God, backslide's so good. I know. Um, Go listen to the backslide episode, everybody. I don't know why. It is still uh, our our lowest performing episode is, of all time. Which is funny because I think it's like one. I of, think it's like one of the best songs. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, easily. It, if like gun to my head, it might. I might say it's the best song on Life Will Wait. So. <laughs> Anyway, but that's. I think I know most of these bands on the. I uh, know there's some new ones. I wonder how many of these bands actually even put out records because I like, got uh, there's like the big ones like It Show, Slackers, Stubborn All Stars, but like some of these ones are like Simon and the Bar Sinisters, Nine Lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I wonder if um, you know, he's like his new band Under the Gun. <laughs> you know, like you're like. Lars, you're putting this to like posterity, right? Man. Like, what if that band never turns into anything? Like, you know the business. Like, uh, I love how loose that is to just be like, be like, and then this guy, and yeah. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm looking at under the guns Wikipedia. They have a Wikipedia page. So, oh well, shit. They're never mind. real deal, man. Named after Maybe a circle like... song and recorded two albums. Oh, nice, nice. So. From Simon, Simon. Who's Simon? Simon is. Um, is si- there Simon in that? No, that doesn't say. <laughs> so I don't know what that's. No, nine lives. Oh, nine nine lives. lives would be oh, okay. the the connection. Sorry, yeah. it's, I'm not reading that right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it was their first album was produced by Dave Smalley of Dag Nasty and Roger from Agnos- yeah. Agnostic Front. So. Yeah, so it's just more of that that crew, yeah. that uh, little crew. So they're hanging out with that agnostic front, sick of all yeah. crew, Madball, Marky Ramon, yeah, all that crew. You know, so I don't know. It's a weird ass song. Like I was like, yeah, here it's another one of those classics. But like, it's, it's another one of those times where you zoom zoom in and you go, what the hell is going yeah. on with the song? Right. And I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy that. Uh, that podcast came out. I have not even finished with it. It's a long podcast, but you guys should all go listen to Including it. Including me. That, so, yeah. Yeah, you I need know. to go listen to it, too. It, you'll like Vic even more. He's he's a funny guy. He's got, he, he's got great stories already all, all over that. And he's talking all about how he got even in Rancid, kind of. Oh, he just yeah, sort no, of sidled up to them. To so, it's so, lots of good stories yeah. for us to mind. So. Awesome. Thanks so thanks to that those guys for yeah doing that that's that gives us tons right, of content. Yeah, so. The timing is serendipity. Wild. Nobody will believe no. us. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that's a weird one, but uh, but mostly for the fiftieth time, all hail Vic Ruggiero, the the one the fifth member of Rancid yeah. that you can. It's hard to not just like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so next week, what are we going to be chatting about? Okay, <laughs> we're going to stay a little bit here on the ska tip. Okay. Um, this is kind of a big one. Uh-oh. We're going really far back. Really far what? back. We're we're not we're going we're going away from Rancid for another week. Oh, okay. And you can probably guess. Yeah, I was gonna see. We are we are we taking warning? Like, no, what are we doing? it's even we're doing Bad Town. Uh, oh, oh, I that's that's wild. I listened to Bad Town this morning. I was like, I wonder when we're gonna do. Well, Bad we're doing Town. it next time. Wow, that's yeah. 
That's really that's super that's wild. Really I was weird. it came up on a on a random mix because I was listening to Slacker songs. I've had, I've had a really weird relationship with that song and my feelings about it, like have how they have changed through the years. So I'm pretty, um, yeah. I think we'll th- I think there's a lot of a lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> there's a lot of meat on that bone. There's a lot of. Uh, it's another great litmus test for if you're gonna like Tim or not. <laughs> it, yeah, it's. And I will say, all of our thoughts about are we projecting on Tim that he's a good guy that hangs out with shit guys? I think he told us who he was when he was 19. Yeah. And hmm. you know what I mean. I'll just leave it there. And it's got one of it's got one of my all time favorite Tim Armstrong lyrics in it. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I, it's, it's yeah. So, it's a like I said, it's a big one. But and and, and it's, a big I, one, yeah. I, you know, this is as much an op ivy podcast. <laughs> it's a it, yeah, of course. And, yeah, I, I from day one, I knew like all basically the entire op ivy discography is on the yeah. Table. Like they played on all every single. It's not like Jesse's playing on the music too. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean like it's Matt and Tim. Right. I mean, you, know you could mean? yeah. I mean, you can make a pretty solid argument that Tim was the main piece of op ivy like, exactly. i don't know that so, i agree like, with that but i think you can make a case so exactly so like that it is it's all yeah fair game in my mind yeah. so don't even worry yeah. about it well, cool. so know. hey if you have thoughts on bad town um leave them on our how do they get to our voicemail thing again um so um we'll put up on any time any place we put the podcast it's on all of our link trees on our social is it in the show notes um and it's in okay. the show notes as okay. well cool so yeah you know let us know um and if you feel like learn about some weird ass music give the foxy digitalist daily podcast a chance which is my other thing and otherwise you can holler at us on twitter and instagram at rancid pod or you can email us what at the is it the 11th hour pod at it's just 11th okay, hour 11th pod. hour pod at gmail.com note the two h's in a row there so the 11th hour um <laughs> and yeah otherwise i guess we will see the pit of life on wait I, I said that as, what, as if i was gonna say something yeah. else i thought about saying something else but no yeah. we're gonna play the thing yep. let's let's move on good deal here we go great glad all right <laughs> good start you can get that or not i like it uh, might go to the end yeah that, yeah you can just cut and then put it at the end